please join in our entrance hymn, I the Lord of Sea and Sky. Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. The Lord be with you. Together with Father Bernadine, visiting priest here at St. Bride's, may I welcome you to morning Mass here at St. Bride's Church in Cambus Lang, which is, of course, the funeral Mass for the repose of the soul of Peter Lynch. Welcome especially to the church today, uh, his son Barry and Michelle, uh, and of course Ben and Alex and young Joe, who's here as well too. Welcome his brothers and sisters and all family members who have joined us for this celebration of Mass. And of course, extend a very particular welcome to all of you who are his friends who are here in such great numbers uh, to this church today. And especially I welcome you if you are not a member of our own Catholic Church and hope that you'll feel very welcome here with us. But I know that there are many people here who are his friends 
people who were his neighbours, people who worked with him over uh, his working life, uh, people who knew him in different ways. So I welcome you as his friends here to church today. Everyone had a good word uh, for Peter Lynch. Um, he was in many ways uh, such a good man in so many different respects, such a, a good friend to so many different people and involved in so many different things as well. So today we gather here uh, to celebrate and thank God for his life and also we pray for the repose of his soul. To begin the Mass and to offer the Mass more worthily, we first call to mind our sins. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and in what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore, I ask, Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. And may Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Let us pray. O God, Almighty Father, our faith professes that your Son died and rose again. Mercifully grant that through this mystery, your servant Peter, who has fallen asleep in Christ, may rejoice to rise again through him, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Please be seated. A reading from the Book of Wisdom. The souls of the virtuous are in the hands of God. No torment shall ever touch them. In the eyes of the unwise, they did appear to die. Their going looked like a disaster. They're leaving us like an annihilation, but they are in peace. If they experience punishment as men see it, their hope was rich with immortality. Slight was their affliction, great with their blessing be. God has put them to the test and proved them worthy to be with him. He has tested them like gold in a furnace and accepted them as a holocaust. They who trust in him will understand the truth. Those who are faithful will live with him in love. For grace and mercy await those he has chosen. The word of the Lord. to shine like the sun. 
from the letter of St. Paul to the Romans. The life and death of each of us has its influence on others. If we live, we live for the Lord. And if we die, we die for the Lord. So that alive or dead, we belong to the Lord. This explains why Christ both died and came to life. It was so that he might be the Lord both of the dead and of the living. We shall all have to stand before the judgment seat of God, as scripture says. Be my life, it is the Lord who speaks. Every knee shall bend before me, every tongue shall praise God. It is to God, therefore, that each of us must give an account of himself. The word of the Lord.
The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus exclaimed, I bless you, Father, Lord of heaven and of earth, for hiding these things from the learned and the clever and revealing them to mere children. Yes, Father, for that is what it pleased you to do. Everything has been entrusted to me by my Father, and no one knows the Son except the Father, just as no one knows the Father except the Son and those to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Come to me, all you who labor and are overburdened, and I will give you rest. Shoulder my yoke and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Yes, my yoke is easy and my burden light. The Gospel of the Lord. For many years, uh, Peter's Parish was St. Anthony's Church. Next to us, which covers Whitleyburn, uh, Spring Hall, Cathkin, and parts of Burnside. He particularly liked that church there, the community, uh, the church itself, and of course, its former priest, Father Allison. He also liked to come here too, and in more recent times, uh, came here more regularly and made this his parish. I think I you know one of the reasons that he liked to come here. Uh, he liked to see Michelle and Barry and the grandchildren who attended uh, St. Bride's here on Sundays. He often used to confess that the grandchildren gave him great joy, even to catch sight of them during Mass and afterwards uh, brought him great joy. Young Joe, if he caught his eye, he would often shout out across the church to him in the middle of Mass, a thing he didn't mind at all. Whatever church he attended, I think that he got a lot from his faith. It meant a lot to him, the prayers, the mass, and everything else. He had a simple faith that guided him through his life. Today's readings speak about a simple faith as well that guides all of us, that trust and confidence in God. We don't need much at the end of the day, we just need that trust. And Peter had that trust and faith in God himself. No matter what came in his life, he had it. And that faith especially was a great consolation to him in these last months and weeks of the illness. There was plenty of bad days, but even in those bad days, beams of light broke through the clouds. Today at Mass, in our prayers, we give him back to God, who gave him to each of us. 
At the end of his life, he was 70 years of age. He was born on the 12th of October, 1947. His parents were Maggie and Patrick Lynch. He was one of 11 children. That's a lot of children. And we can imagine that his poor mother and father uh, had their hands full to bring up such a large family. He seems to have been a quiet youngster. Uh, he attended St Margaret's Primary School and St Margaret Mary's Secondary. His first job was in the Parks Department, looking after the green spaces in the city. A claim to fame in later years was planting all of the trees around the Glasgow Airport. He married Sandra and had a very long and happy marriage uh, together. He married on St Patrick's Day, uh, 17th of March, 1973. There was a great sadness a number of years ago uh, uh, when she died. Uh, and strangely enough, Peter's illness uh, was in many ways to track her own illness as well. They got on very well together, rubbed along well. But it has to be said that they never quite agreed on the subject of football. <laughs> Being die-hard fans of two different teams in the city, they never quite managed to persuade the other to come over to their side. He had one son, Barry, uh, and both he, uh, Peter and Sandra, have been very proud of Barry, and they brought him up very well indeed. Proud of everything about him, proud of the way that he turned out and the things that he has achieved in his own life. And when Michelle came along, they couldn't have been more pleased too, for they had truly gained a great daughter-in-law whom they loved very much and were to treat her as the daughter that they never had. And the grandchildren, well, they were everything for both of them. And of course, uh, they got great joy from these young children, watching them grow up. Very proud of each of them. Proud of Ben going to university. Proud of Alex doing so well at school. And of course, proud of young Joe, who's misbehaving there in the front. <laughs> the grandchildren have been a great source of joy and pleasure to Peter. We couldn't mention anything about Peter today without mentioning the great love of his football team. He was a die-hard fan of Celtic Football Club and he was, he was one of those supporters who lived and breathed for the team. He managed even to attend the 1917 European Cup final travelling in St Brendan's Linwood bus. But it was a lifetime in following the club and he was even amongst the first season tickets, ticket holders travelled away to away games as well. And he was a member of Whitleybourne's Supporters Club. He was a true supporter, supporting his team in good times and bad. <coughs> we cannot also but uh, not mention the remarkable work that he did in his local community where he lived. He moved to Whitleybourne uh, early on in his married life and he was to be a key member of the Bell Air Charity Club a local charity which helped the families in this area in many things. Christmas parties, gifts for children, in times of sickness and in death of families, a whole range of things. The charity itself was well run by him and others. Every penny was accounted for and every penny was well spent. The book, as it was simply called, was money saved by ordinary people and it made a difference in people's lives. It was people looking after people. 
People like Peter and other people like him deserve great praise for the way in which this was run and in the way it was kept going. It was a source of great pride to him that he'd managed to do so much. I suppose it says much for the kind of person that Peter was that he would put himself out for others. It was a work that was well done over the years and as, as you can imagine, it involved many hours of work too. He's well known in our own town by many people, having worked alongside them for many years in the Hoover plant. He also was very well known in the community of Whitleyburn, having lived there for so long. And he was well known in the extended community as well as a good friend to many. We especially recognise his friends who are here today from the Bell Air. The young boy who grew up in the city found his way out here in married life to the edge of the city, if you like, and was very happy and contented. He liked his home in Clifton Terrace, even though in latter years the stairs were a challenge to him. He liked the community and the people that he lived among and made many friends here over the years. He was a very content and very untroubled man a man that was at peace with himself and with others. I think in many ways the quiet boy that his family knew in those younger days never really changed. He remained that quiet and steady individual all his days. We never quite know the path uh, that will uh, be ours in life, uh, where it will lead us. When we are older, perhaps, we look over our shoulder uh, at the twists and turns of life and where our journey has taken us. One thing we realise is that we could never imagine the life that we would turn out to have, and that surely uh, against very often the plan that we might have set ourselves. We're often surprised at the, the places that we found ourselves in and the things that we've been able to achieve. But the one thing that we're confident in is that God is on the journey with us, and just as he's on the journey with us, He's also there at the end of life too, the same God waiting for us. He who walks with us is waiting for us. Please stand. Let us come to our loving Father, asking him to give eternal rest to the departed and comfort and hope to the living. For the family of the church, that we may grow in our faith in the power of Jesus over sin and death, we pray to the Lord. For the leaders of nations, that they may promote peace and justice in the world, we pray to the Lord. For those who mourn their loss, especially the family and friends of our brother Peter, that their grief may be lightened by the risen Christ and his promise to unite us again in our heavenly home. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For Peter, our brother, who sleeps in the Lord, that he may be raised up on the last day and receive the reward of his goodness. We pray to the Lord. 
In silent prayer, let us remember our personal needs and intentions. God of our salvation, you reward the just and console those who mourn. Hear our prayers in the name of your risen Son, who lives and reigns forever and ever. Please be seated. Please join in our offertory hymn, All That I Am. brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. As we humbly present to you these offerings, O Lord, for the salvation of your servant, we beseech your mercy that he who did not doubt your Son to be a loving Saviour may find in him a most merciful judge. Through Christ our Lord. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It's truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God. For it's at your command that we come to birth, by your will that we are governed, and at your command we return on account of sin to that earth from which we came. But when you give the sign, we who have been redeemed by the death of your Son shall be raised up to the glory of his resurrection. And so with the company of the angels and saints... We sing the hymn of your praise as without end we acclaim. 
holy, holy, holy Lord God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. You are indeed holy, O Lord, the fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts, we pray, by sending down your Spirit upon them like the beautiful, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. And at the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread and, giving thanks, broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. And in a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and once more giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many, for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The Mystery of Faith we proclaim your death, O Lord, and profess your resurrection until you come again. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you have held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that, sharing in the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world and bring her to the fullness of charity together with Francis our Pope and Joseph our Bishop and all the clergy. Remember your servants, Peter, whom you have called from this world to yourself. Grant that he who was united with your son in a death like his may also be one with him in his resurrection. Remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with Blessed Joseph, our spouse, with the Blessed Apostles, and with all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be Christ to eternal life, and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him, and with him, and in him, O God, Almighty, Almighty Father, Father, in the, the unity of the Holy Spirit, Spirit all glory and honour is yours forever and ever. And ever. Amen. We stand. We pray together in the words that Jesus, our Saviour, has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy, we may always be free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not in our sins, but in the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. Peace of the Lord be with you always. Let's offer one another a sign of peace and friendship.
Behold the Lamb of God, behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word.
Lord God, whose Son left us in the sacrament of his body, food for the journey, mercifully grant that strengthened by it our dear brother Peter may come to the eternal table of Christ. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Just to say a word of thanks to everybody for coming today and uh, how much it will mean to the family to see so many faces that they know and so many friends uh, here uh, for the Mass today. So thanks very much for coming. Uh, After the final part of the service, there's uh, refreshments at Lightburn and uh, you're all invited to get into the Lightburn and squeeze in there. So uh, I don't know, but maybe Barry said he was buying the first drink, but I'm not really sure about that. Uh, So... 
good luck with that one. of God come to his aid come to meet him angels of the Lord receive his soul and present him to God the most high may Christ who called you take you to Please join in our recessional hymn, Walk With Me.
to healed the lame and gave sight to the blind. 